Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delio. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. Hello. Hello. That's what normal non-serial killers say. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be fine. Don't worry, guest. Hello today. Oh, hello. <laughs> hello. We're here with improviser slash slash comedian slash... Bon it vivant. seems weird to separate improviser from comedian. I know. When I That's said a- it, I was like, well, I want everyone to know that you do that, but are also still funny. <laughs> <laughs> Accurate, but still hurtful. Come um, on. What if you were just a dramatic improviser? Ah, it could happen, yeah. right? There's a lot of dramatic improvisers who don't take suggestions. So oh. it's just people what? who don't rehearse. I took an improv class years and years and years before I actually did comedy. Years, like in 2001. Yeah. I don't think it was meant to be just an acting class. I It was run by a comedian, but everybody that joined it was an actor and it was all drama. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> I hated it. Yeah. Wow. Was it like everyone acting out scenes from Degrassi? Pretty much. Or the scenes that they wrote about their childhood. Yeah. Like as if they were on Degrassi. And the way they advanced the scene is always with tragedy. Yeah, I'm sure. Like, I, I don't have the money for this. My child just died. <laughs> From drugs. Yeah. Deepen the relationship with your scene partner. Ouch. Sounds no, thank you. Wonderful. Ugh. So, Brad McNeil, yeah, welcome to the podcast. We did. It. Thank you so much. I'm really happy to finally meet both co-ghosts. I know. Bienvenue. Jessica's like the other co-ghost that people don't know right away, but then they realize she's the better one. I'm like Duff. To talk to at parties and stuff. Yeah, you're like the Duff of Guns N' Roses. You're the smart one. The bass player. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm cool. You're really cool. I hold it down. You really do. You hold it down. You flip it over. I uh, I don't know. You pick it. up what Alicia puts down. And then I stick it and in And she the washes hole. it. Yeah. I pick it up and then I put it inside. Oh, God. Um, I'm sorry. We're talking about purses, right? Uh, I thought we were still talking about baselines. Okay. <laughs> Picking it up and sticking it inside the baseline. <laughs> yeah, it's music talk. This is music talk. I've literally never listened to Guns N' Roses. Never? Uh, one, That's impossible. One time, Jay made me watch a music video. Which one? Were they smoking? I hope that's it's all November of them. Rain. November Rain. Yeah, it was November so Rain. Did you just finish before I got here? Yeah. <laughs> the longest video. Yeah. We started when we started dating and we just finished the music video. It was one of those videos where you're just like, you could have fed a small village for a year instead of making this. There's a lot. Of, I could discuss that video at length. We just went through this. The parts that confuse me the most. A, it's really weird to go back and watch people smoke now. <laughs> like, just they're smoking yeah. everywhere. They're smoking at the wedding. They're smoking yeah. all across. There are a bunch of dirtbags, too. Like, when you see that now, that yeah. video, I'm like, wow. No yeah, wonder like why how, our parents were like, look at these dirtbags. I look at it, and I'm like, how are these guys famous and popular? They but f- the woman he marries in that video is still one of the most beautiful women in the world, <laughs> Stephanie Seymour. It, incredible. <laughs> Shout out to Stephanie Seymour. Aging beautifully. Stephanie, if you're listening, big fans, big fans here. I saw the pictures with your sons. I'm really impressed with the parent you've become. Well done, Stephanie. I think All it's time we reconnect. All those models from that time, though, just to, to, to just uh, take a, a piece out of the Fashion Eggs podcast, a lot of those women are still extremely beautiful. Like uh, yeah. Helena Christensen, who's my favorite, Christy Turlington, Christy Frankly, not a favorite of mine. But still, still aging wonderfully. Yeah, who's, yeah. Who's the? Is she the one? Just posed with her daughters. Yeah, and for yeah. For some reason, she's the one who was able to walk on water. Yeah. And both of her daughters were sinking. sinking. I think that's an interesting image to she's, give your child. And she was on Parks and Recreation. Yeah, as, yeah, um, as Jerry's wife. Yeah. And that's the episode you find out his name's not Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> right. I just. He Spoiler was just alert! In an episode of uh, Star Trek Voyager that I watched, and he was playing exactly the same character, just like a like. Oh, I'm sorry. Like, oh, am I in your way? Like, I, I should have to done be that. that kind of actor. But he was an alien, so it was oh. pretty exciting. Could you tell? Yeah. Were you? Uh, <laughs> I, could I tell he was an alien? Yeah. Could you tell it was Jerry? Uh, yeah. I, I immediately was like, "That's Parks and Rec, dude." 
and then I forgot that his name wasn't actually Jerry. So thank you for reminding me. Is there any songs about Jerry's? Um, um, there shouldn't be. Jerry. <laughs> now Jerry, there are. Baby. Nope, that is not <laughs> no, Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> so Brad. Now the name of this podcast is Butt Podcast. Butt Puppos. Butt Sour Cream Piss Cast. <laughs> but yep, accurate. tonight's episode is special. It's going to be Retail Nightmares. And I know that a little while ago when we started doing the podcast, we talked about you being on and that you'd had tons of experience in customer service. Yeah. Like a shocking amount, really. It's never really stopped. Are you back at work now? I know you were, you were on paternity leave for a while. I was on paternity leave for about a year and a half. And my daughter and I both decided maybe it was best for everyone involved <laughs> if, uh, well, the bank kind of decided that the right. mortgage could use a little hand there. And uh, yeah. I loved being on paternity leave, but I was like, it was me and Violet from ages one to three, one and a half <laughs> to three, which is a difficult conversational time. And she was getting to be like more social. And if you go to a park with a gigantic dad, kids aren't as likely <laughs> to approach you. I had to exercise myself from the situation. You should have dressed up like a like some sort of cute animal. <laughs> or another child. Yeah. If I oh. shave, I'm still very cherubic. Um, yeah, that uh, would be awkward. That I would, guess that's an animal, but no, of... no matter what I dress as, if it's not dressed as a dad, it's a predator. Yeah, right. yeah. When yeah. I was going to say, you should have dressed as a teddy bear. And then yeah. I, I was like, of... nope, scary, no, very scary. Yeah. Giant Child, though, uh, plot of the movie Jack. Yeah. That's a great movie. No, it's not. <laughs> no? I... Wait, is, is that it? the Robin Williams yes, one? Yeah. We've had this conversation every <laughs> what... time I forget. It's not the one I think I would think of the Martin Short one. Clifford. Clifford. That oh, Clifford's so amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just watched it last week. Charles Grodin. So oh, good. Yeah. What a good actor that man is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that whole movie is. It's one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It's so insane. And I understand why it was a total flop mm -hmm. because it's good. <laughs> People weren't ready so for it. So those were your options. You decided to go back to work. Yeah. And Violet's I, been fine ever since. Violet is a, uh, a social animal. She was complaining to me on the walk home today of the grades twos and threes are starting to talk about other people's names. And it seems like everybody has learned the name Violet. And I said, oh, well, that's kind of neat. You know, a lot of people know you. And in her defense, we live in Joyce Collingwood. My child is very much a blonde, you know, blonde amongst a lot of very deep brunettes. So it's, uh, she stands out a little bit there. But I was like, well, that's kind of cool. The like older kids know your name. It's a bit distracting when I'm playing another game. <laughs> She'll be six in two months. Whoa. Yeah. She's oh my gosh. So who's she more like, child. you or your or your wife? Um, her desperation to make sure a joke works, she gets from me. Sure. <laughs> Stand by it. And uh yeah, vocabulary and able ability to just shake her head at me. That's the wife. All right. Perfect mix. Fifty percent. Yeah, fifty percent right, fifty percent wrong. Yeah. So I'm not necessarily doing a lot of retail per se. I I do the dark underbelly of retail. What's that? Headset jobs. <gasps> oh yeah. I tried to stay true to only doing incoming. I do not want to ever call somebody because <laughs> I can't wait to hang up on somebody when they call me. Yeah. But like yeah, I've I've worked a lot of headset jobs. I'm not going to discuss in detail or name the one I'm doing right now. Just out of politeness to them. But I will tell you, I worked in credit card banking for quite a while, and I'm happy Ooh, to talk about that. But we my first headset that, yeah. job, uh, I worked for a chat line for almost <gasps> five years. Ah, please tell us everything. Yeah. What kind of a chat line? Like a dating chat line? Yeah, the, the ads that you used to see in the back of the Georgia Strait. Live links? Yeah. That's exactly oh! where I work. <laughs> Live links. That's was that a real thing or is that a prostitution ring? I think I can um, out them now. They've been closed for a long time. The way it worked was there would be three or four different ads in the back of the Georgia Strait. And one okay. of them would be like a couple on the beach, silhouette, holding hands. And that's Tango Personals. And then, you know, a couple kind of like she's leaning on his shoulders. And they're both <laughs> laughing. But in that, we're going somewhere laughing. Right. Like, that's like we're going into each other's bodies. Yeah. Like be. double and yeah. dildo gonna... now. Jessica! What? No, that's the wrong line. <laughs> Hold on. That was when I first got there called Casual Sex Date Line. Oh, and then became, yeah. yeah, very direct. And then became Red Hot Date Line. Oh. Ooh. And... 
it, the likelihood of you as a woman, though, and the economics of these lines were women called for free on all of them. Yeah. Unless they were calling to speak to other women. Okay. So you would call for free and I as a male would get a free trial and then I could, if I wanted to stay on the line, I would have to pay by the, by the minute, <sighs> but much? you would have to buy packages in advance. Oh, and they were priced a lot like pot. So if you only wanted a little bit, it was pretty expensive. But if you wanted a lot, it was a lot cheaper. Huh. And it was rare, but occasionally you might be calling. I'm always oh, I'm calling. just I'm just looking for a soulmate, and <laughs> I might be calling. That girl looks great in that teddy. And <laughs> then we find each other on the line. Oh, oh man! And it made it challenging as a dateline around here. Like a lot of most of the callers I dealt with were in the states. But the people here, like, this is where the, you know, it starts. And if I was going to call into the line, because I had unlimited time, which I grew <laughs> tired of in almost a week and a half, five, five years working there. <laughs> but you would reach a point where you would stop talking to women in Vancouver if there was, you know, if you've you gone through out, all of yeah. their ads. And there's always that possibility. I'm chatting with somebody. This seems great. You know, actually, this might actually work. I could see myself meeting. Where do you live? So what neighborhood do you live in? live in Westmount. Oh, where's that? Calgary. <laughs> because we don't have neighboring cities the way they do in the States. Yeah, our right. neighboring, our next major city would be Kelowna, which is too far. That's not a major But then, really. well. Let's <laughs> not argue about Kelowna again. Unless you're into board shorts. Yeah. Then for sure. Or board short sports. Yeah, true. <laughs> board sports. Yes. <laughs> um. Okay. So is it like Tinder for talking? You go on, you record, hi, I'm I'm Jessica, I'm into puppos, and <laughs> time on the beach. And sorry. Get at me. <laughs> yeah, this is what online dating was before there exactly. was online. Okay. And I remember in high school setting up fake ones yeah. so we could listen to men talk. Oh and my some of the lines were actual mailboxes where you could go in later and yeah, check, but okay. these ones would be just while you were on the, on the line. So you call in, you record that <laughs> so little greeting. Crazy. And then I go on, and because I'm looking for women, I'd go through the the different <laughs> recordings that were on there. And if I was interested, I could send you a recorded message of, hey, Jessica, I don't know what puppos are, but that sounds awesome. Get back at me. <laughs> or just panting. I could offer to connect live with you. Oh. And then you would hear my greeting. Oh. And then we would actually be connected up. True love. Well, or, or now talking on the phone to a stranger. And that you had no idea what each other looked like. You've heard 10 or 12 words they've said, though. So, mm. you know, that's enough to draw a picture, I think. You got a hot voice. Yeah. I just, yeah. I'm assuming it's all people. It's just phone sex in my mind. It feels like this is so, like, I, I know exactly what it is because I remember it in high school. Sure. I remember yeah. the billboards and like the ads and stuff. Live links. Yeah. And there's still phone, there's still an ad that runs on television with what looks like a teenage girl offering to be on the other end of the line. Oh yeah, the ads. I remember. So it still like exists. The TV most ads. successful line I think was interactive mail, which was the gay right. one. And that. Well, they've got it down pat. That taught me so much. It really <laughs> did. Like, what did you learn? Well, I had the naivete when I first got hired of, I like chatting with my gay friends. I might call in sometimes and, you know, dish. Um, that's <laughs> not how that line works at all. <laughs> Everyone has a swimmer's build. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like people are super efficient. Huh. This is who I am. This is what I look like. This is what I'm looking for. Get at me. Yeah. Does everyone end everything with get at me? <laughs> just you. Is that, or is that just the, the tips? Like, I think you just pointed out why I was never successful on the line. <laughs> get at me. Hey, you're real pretty. Get at me. You got a voice that won't quit. Get at me. I like Rebecca's. Get at me. I'll wear my good board shorts. What's up, Kelowna? Get up um, I've told this story uh, a couple times, but it's one of my favorite. I I can't tell the whole story because it involves the N word. But in the most respectful well, yeah, way, we'll I'm not going to leave it. that part yeah. out. Sure, that'd we'll be great. just say ninja. <laughs> Got so scared for a second. I know. 
I'm sweating now. Okay. <laughs> it's a lot. Get at me. So get at me. So I was talking to a gentleman from, uh, I believe it was Atlanta. It was definitely like a southern state. And just having a great conversation with this guy. He was very efficient. He was going to be traveling around in the next little while. Was Wait, just why to, were you talking to him? Um, because he was on interactive mail. Like he okay. was calling in. So all, everybody on that line would pay for time. Okay. So what he was doing was trying to be preemptive of, I know I'm going to be traveling this summer. So I'm going to so buy time. I'd like, I would like <laughs> to, be to, be, to be got at. So yeah. there it is. <laughs> to be begotten. It's more romantic like that. Um, <laughs> so he was buying time in different cities of like, you know, give me half an hour in Denver. Give me, oh. give me 25 minutes in San Diego. Give me this. And, you know, different hoes and different I area codes. I don't know if that's the right term in this mm. case. Yep. It is. Okay. Yeah. There we Checks go. Out. <laughs> She's from Montreal. They know. <laughs> So he's buying all this and we're just chatting and about how it works for him and how things are great. And as we're finishing up, it's just like, it's one of those conversations where I feel cooler talking to this guy. And he says to me, hey, before I go, or right before I called you, I recorded a mailbox. You know, if you could approve that for me, that would help get the weekend started a little early. So my friend, (laughs) I couldn't be happier to do that. What's the number? What city is it in? I call in, I punch in the code, and here we're just a couple top-ass ninjas looking for a bottom piece (laughs) to screw the fuck down. (laughs) Get at me. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's like an indecent proposal that's pretty decent. Well, he was letting him know, or whoever the the proposal is to, that there's two of them. Who was... Ought to get screwed down. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck down. <laughs> fuck, man. Yeah. I, that is efficient. I kind of, yeah, I kind of appreciate like how he just gets right to it, knows what he wants. There was a gentleman in Denver who lived at 25th and Federal <laughs> who multiple times a day, and I, after a while, was no longer approving the mailboxes, but this guy, occasionally I would have to go in to do it, and this guy would record the same message, and you... <laughs> I will let you choose if you want to edit this out of your podcast or not. Okay. But the basic of this message was always, I'm at 20, 25th of Federal. I haven't had a boner in years. I want my ass filled with cum. I want hot steaming ropes of cum poured into it. I leave my door unlocked. Come in. I need this to happen. Come and get me. And somewhere in the greeting, almost every time, he would throw in two two six five one seven two three four three four because that would be the method of if you wanted to reach more people, if you could sneak your phone number oh. in, now nobody has to pay for the line anymore. I can just call you directly, and we're not paying per minute to get at each other. What a genius! Oh my God. Yeah, Which, what a genius! <laughs> but it meant what a baby genius! <laughs> like that you had to listen to this greeting from beginning to end every time to because catch if he it. didn't put the phone number in, well, technically he's allowed to have that. Yeah, but you don't want to have it approved if. Yikes. This is such an alien world. Yeah. I honestly feel like you're just, this is like a an actual dream I'm having where I'm like, I feel like it's oh, Hitchhiker's just, Guide to the Galaxy, but like not good. Yeah, yeah not funny. No, I mean, it's it more is scary. Funny, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. In, like it, you need a towel for different reasons. I was on the line on 9 11. Like, oh. I was working oh. there 9 11. How does this play into people's requests? That it didn't change anything. People like you wouldn't have even horny. noticed. The calls kind of died down for for a little bit, but if you listen to the greetings, no one was talking about it. Everyone was just like, "I wow. am here for a very specific reason." Also, I was there in the morning. Like people who go on a chat line between the hours of like nine seven and, and noon. Yikes! There's got to be like one thing like that I have picked up on with some people that are like become sort of obsessive about behavior like that. Mm-hmm. So they're just like, yeah, that's what I do. That's what I do with my life. I've got to look for dates. Got to look for dates. Looking for dates. I'm looking for dates. So, oh, planes in the air. Oh, my building. Okay, good. Looking for dates. Looking for dates. Pound my ass. I haven't had a boner in years. Get at me. I haven't had a boner in years. Please. Get at me. So you would have to interact with the customers. Most of the time, my job was either selling you time, dealing with you calling. If you were male, you calling me and saying, somebody has already used the free trial on this line because every phone number gets a free trial. But sometimes people would go to other people's houses and get it. Or if you had just gotten the number assigned to you, it might be still there. 
and there was a rash of teenagers <laughs> and nearing teenagers who would run from house to house to house and grab all of the free trials. Sometimes <laughs> they would work on other lines, sometimes they wouldn't, but that's like, it becomes an obsession. Wow. And so old-fashioned. It's like someone stealing your clothing from your drying line. I might, yeah, I might <laughs> or as that well beer be, pie while it was exactly. cooling in the window. I'm going to get some your free hobo. trial. <laughs> so I met my lady at the cotillion. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's so antiquated. The idea of anybody want putting any ca- <laughs> burning calorie one on this is ridiculous. But at the time, it was a big thing. I would get calls if they were looking for a free trial. I would get calls uh, if they got kicked off. And so usually, you were like the, 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 the bouncer? Um, underage, okay. for sure. How do you un- find that out? Baby talk? <laughs> Their Pop-Tarts keep popping up in the background. <laughs> oh, my Pop-Tarts. I mean... Oh, my Pop-Tarts ready. I'm going to fuck. Fuck yeah. I'm going to make a sandwich Get with my dick. Back. <laughs> so in your world, pre-teens put on newscaster voices to talk sexy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like Robert There's Goulet. a high-pressure system in my pants. <laughs> Get at me. It's like a whole me- mechano uh, <laughs> lift in Pogs. the Pop-Tarts. My Polly Pocket is... My 13-sided dice says Open. we should fuck. <laughs> this is how nerdy I am that it drove me. To, I almost, I had to correct you. There's no such thing as a 13-sided. I knew that, I know, too. It's a, duh. I dated someone, very, very dumb person who played Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> Not that it's a dumb, dumb sport. I want to try it once. I don't know if anybody would refer to it as a sport. I only <laughs> refer to it as a sport. Oh, really? Yeah. It's the only kind of sport Did I want to play. Did he wear a jersey? No. Did he wear a druid's robe? <laughs> Kind of. He, he would always wear a, with a number and a thing. nickname 69. On the back. I'm sure if we were in style at the time, he would have been so on board with a utility kilt. Oh. Utility kilt. Does that have like a grappling hook in it? Yeah, it attaches to somewhere inside it your anus. It has pockets big enough along the whole thing that you can keep a six pack in it. What? Yep. That is one of their selling features. Thank you for knowing that. Yeah, <laughs> That's I amazing. Nothing practical. <laughs> so you'd get kicked off for being underage is kind of the only reason uh, males uh, drug references, but references. Most of, yeah, you couldn't even, and it was popular, popular slang at the time to say "What's cracking?" and we would have to kick you off the line if you said "What's cracking?" because that was crack. Wow, what's cracking was an eggs commercial. Um, yep. <laughs> What I if don't you think anybody eggs? was. That's what like, if you were a nutritionist? And you're like, you know what? That kind of cholesterol doesn't affect your bad cholesterol numbers. <laughs> so what's cracking? Get at me. Yeah, let's have some eggs. <laughs> what if you're like, it's four twenty p.m. A wink, a wink. Exactly. <laughs> I'm looking to burn some trees. <laughs> I like hemp. It is a sustainable crop. <laughs> it's like Woody Harrelson. Get off of live links and get in up in this one. <laughs> get at me. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. Definitely get in this one. Yeah. 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 Woody yeah. Harrelson. <laughs> you gotta see Now You See Me too, because he plays two characters. That's no, right. I don't. Okay, Now You See Me 1 sucked. Mm-hmm. It's the worst film I've ever seen. The plot. No, it's so- not. You have a bad movie club. Yeah, it won the award. <laughs> I'm going to take I'm gonna take her side on this one, because spoiler alert, if you care about, like, fast forward a minute, the plot of Now You See Me <laughs> is a guy trying to solve a mystery that the twist is he did it. Yeah. <laughs> and yet he I never still, figured that part out because it's so mesmerized by the magic. Yeah. And it's Mark Ruffalo. My, yeah, it's Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> huh, I wonder how I did all of this. <laughs> He's the detective and also the perpetrator. <laughs> yeah. But there was a bigger message there, right? Uh, uh, magic is real, I guess. Yeah. Anyway, Shit. now you see me too. Like the first one felt, felt like it was down. written by an algorithm. Yeah. The second one is amazing. Woody Harrelson plays his twin brother and he's got veneers and a perm and it's amazing. And then there's a scene where they flip a card from like one person to another for probably like 10 minutes. They're being like searched in a vault and the card is like going up and down their sleeves and down their pants. And it's like Jesse Eisenberg. And you're like, what? How many mortgages do you have that you need to do this movie? Anyway, yeah. No mortgages? Uh, now now me see me three. Can't wait. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to catch up and then we'll see that one in theater. Promise? Okay. <laughs> no, I don't want to support Promise it. Promise me. I, you don't 
I'll get tickets the money. at Costco. They'll I'll keep give tickets. I'll get the tickets from keep Costco. keep making them, though. I'll, I'll go, but we have to go watch it in D-Box. <laughs> What's I, that? I, that's, those are the shaky the seats, seats that turn and stuff. Like, Will I've I never get done to that. my stomach? I don't think so. Okay, I'll go. Yeah, I... I, it's one of my favorite movie going things. Can now. you get like Never a beer in those ones? No. You can sneak are... a beer into any movie. Though. Yeah, you can always sneak a beer in. Yeah, but... by drinking it before Kids, you go. If make sure you open it before it starts to shake. <laughs> Otherwise, it's going to explode. Just <laughs> ah. everywhere. Well, that's going to happen regardless. Now we see me three. Can't wait. I love it. So you Your can't face make. Doesn't say so. You can't make drug references. You can't say what's cracking. You, you can't. Were... You can't solicit. Okay, that makes a, sense. Yeah, which is a you know economically is a great move if you're a sex trade worker. Like you can do it from your house. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the big one is <laughs> not my house. Well, it's too small. <laughs> your house is too small for sex, or it's too small to be paid for sex. It's too small to run a sex business. So. I don't think my landlords would appreciate it. <laughs> um, the, the last one is you have to be a woman. Okay. And that was a challenge. Yeah, that seems... To verify. Because people, like, we could get you to fax in ID, which some people oh, would do. fax. <laughs> I yeah. know. I, and you asked. I so. love this. This is making me feel... This is the first time I've ever truly felt like a millennial. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is how it worked. And this people is a would different have to, generation. And people would have to go to Kinko's because it's not like they had a fax machine in their house. <laughs> So they would go down on the way, stop off at their neighbor's house, see if they'd use their free trial, then go to Kinko's, <laughs> fax in their ID, and then come home and call us, but often would then, okay, I got the I got this verified, you now, because we could give women a code uh-huh. that they could punch in to say, hey, confirmed, she's of age and she's a woman. I have a virgin. Yeah. It's so crazy that you had to go to these lengths with people. Sure. And then they would give the code away to somebody, uh, to their brother. Oh. Because, and I had a bunch of sober conversations with guys who would be, hey, look, I get it. I'm not supposed to be on the straight line. I'm supposed to be on the gay line. I guarantee you I get laid so much more. <laughs> oh, definitely. Pretending to be a woman to get through and then just send messages of, hey, you want to hook up? Yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Because yeah. those are that's kind of cute. The horniest, sure. <laughs> yeah, this was this is the least technology involved in Grinder. Wow, it's mind boggling. Yeah, I'm this... sad it doesn't exist because I would love to call in for free. Sure. <laughs> like I wish, I wish I could have done that. We should I... get an account with the place that's still open, the one that's advertised on TV. Mm, well, now, like I don't want to do it now, but when I was, you know, 15 or 16 or something, I would have loved to. When well, I was going to frat houses. Yeah. <laughs> Your frat season? Yeah. That period of my life that I don't care to remember. Real gross. You brought it up, though. I know. I want to <laughs> talk about it all the time, but I don't want to remember Almost it. Almost brag. <laughs> Almost. Oh, no. It's nothing to be proud of. I remember the frat party that I went to at the actual frat house. I thought uh, at that point I'd been like out of the house paying my own way for a while. I was in my really early 20s, maybe 20. I deserve this. And I was like, look at these fucking spoiled kids. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I felt that way. They had this beautiful place near McGill. And if, you know, nice, normal people lived there, it would be fine. But not a bunch of like beautiful, young, irresponsible men. I think the frats you knew were very different than the frats I knew. They were like houses that were condemned. Ew. Full of like nerds who just needed the networking to be able to get a date. That's what oh, the, the UBC... Oh, no, these guys were all like jocks maybe, and attractive. Maybe they were jocks at our... I feel like they were all like... You're kind of selling a pretty great... Yeah, yeah. Like getting... I, there was at least three of the boys that I would kiss and want to kiss again at this moment. Sure. At this moment <laughs> right are, now. Have they aged appropriately or <laughs> no, are they still 20-year-old still... dudes? <laughs> they still have puka shell necklaces. Puka shell necklaces weren't a thing until I around the time that I started doing stand-up. Oof. And I can remember being at a show in Victoria and these guys showed up with puka shell necklaces and I just made fun of them during my whole set. I was like, oh, it's a date rape necklace. And uh, it was good for everybody. We all had good laugh, <laughs> except those guys. Went and rethought their entire lives. There's no way once you've committed to the necklace that you're taking it off. 
It becomes a part Unless of your it's DNA. Evidence. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Jessica, do you have a retail nightmare? Yeah. Whoa, really? Is, yeah. You're blowing my, my, my mind. <laughs> You're <a> pussy. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I... Yeah, it's nowhere near live links, though. I feel like it's going to really pale in comparison. I was just reminded of it today because I've started running again, uh, which I do for like a month each year. And then I'm like, yeah, I did it. And then I'm like, (laughs) well, this is boring now because now I have my my stupid Fitbit thing that tells me when my phone is ringing and who's calling. And so sometimes I'll get a work call while I'm running and I'll be like, oh, I I should answer that. And then I'm like, no, I shouldn't. I'm panting and huffing and puffing. That's Mm -hmm. stupid. Then I was reminded of um, my former boss uh, when I worked at the dollar store who would go on... Puncho. (laughs) Puncho Mick, uh, punchy homeless man. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, he pun- he beat up a homeless person. Oh, I thought these were all in relation to him. No, 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 no. Uh, he was probably a millionaire. Um, but he would go on a run every night around, I don't know, six o'clock. And it was right when we'd always need to call him for various reasons. And he'd be like, oh, I'm running, but just talk to me because he had one of those Bluetooth things. And so I would be like, I can call you back when you're done your run. He's like, yeah, no, maybe he was just on the toilet. <laughs> no, it was just you could hear the pounding and the Did like you get a wheezy on the toilet. Flavor town, flavor town. Anyway, so I would have to talk to him nightly while he was running and listen to his pounding breath. And then him slow down. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, I had blocked that out of my mind, and then remembering that and being like, oh no, I have the better sense to not answer a work call while I'm running. Because also, like, he couldn't do anything. He's like, well, I'm running, so I can't check that for you. Like, I'm yeah. not at the warehouse. I'm not at the office. I'm running, so I'll just call you back later. But he would insist on having this long conversation. Weird. Yeah, he's a real special guy. Yeah, he was. Yeah. The store's not there anymore, though, so. That feels good. Yeah, it feels like a victory. Yeah. Right after I quit, he... I think three of his locations closed down like within a couple months. It was because you quit. I was going to say, did you plant a virus? <laughs> yeah, I put an e-worm. Just kidding. There were no computers at those stores. We had to write everything by hand. We had to do inventory by hand. That was fun. Have I talked about that? Yes. <laughs> I remember the retail nightmare and I, where I was the customer. I love a restaurant on Canby Street in Vancouver. If you are a vegan or a vegetarian or you're like me, just like deep fried things, um, <laughs> there's 3G Vegetarian. It's been there for maybe eight years now. Canby and what? Canby in between 18th and 19th. It's okay. this kind of very small restaurant. They do a great dim sum, but it's all vegan. and But it has weird names. It'll say shark fin soup, but it's technically vegan. Yeah, it's like a tofu slice of some sort. Yeah. (laughs) Why are you celebrating that? I know. That's what bothers me about that place is like, don't even remind me about shark fin soup. I think that that place would appeal to people that miss having meat in their diet. I guess. And I know vegetarians who really don't like fake meat either. So, yeah, I can see that. But they also have animal rights uh, propaganda around there, too. So be really careful. To not pick up something like from, you know, PETA. Does it have like like, scary pictures inside of it? A couple of things. Usually it's just like Flair magazine, Canadian (laughs) publication. I'm like, what's this? And then underneath it, it's a picture. I'm like, good God. But also like if you're in there, you're already on that side. They they don't need to. I think people actually wander in accidentally because they see that it's a Chinese restaurant. They have dim sum. The menu is all these meat items that are actually not real meat. Oh, so they're like, we tricked you. Yeah, I've seen it happen. Like I eat there like maybe once a month. And I've been eating there once a month since 2009, I guess. Wow. But the woman that owns the restaurant is very sweet. We're on hugging wow. like, terms. And I'm not a hugger. You guys both know that. Not don't like to hug. Not a hugger. You do it sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Um, <laughs> but so we hug. And she often has like, really beautiful manicures and fun things that I'd never get. Like when I go to get a manicure, it's like cut them as short as possible and then make them a strange color. Then make I go. bleed, please. Yeah. <laughs> 
So she recommended a place down the street and I misunderstood what place that she recommended. And I thought it was like a secret, secret great place, but it was a salon slash place that you get manicures and pedicures. Yeah. And it was the worst pedicure I've ever had in my life. It was amazingly bad. Was it on the same block? It was on the same block. I, that's the place that they made me bleed. <laughs> wow. So bad. And yeah. the whole time the woman's child was playing in between my feet. Ugh. And then all she did was usually with it when you when you get a pedicure and it wasn't and it was like a standard price for a pedicure, maybe a little bit on the inexpensive side. And the place was clean, but all she did was wash my feet and then put nail polish on and it was like forty five dollars. And I was mm. like, mm. And you know, it was one of those things where you're like, Oh, I'll do something nice for myself today and then it would and then also the only nail polish color she had was like a shimmery peach, which is a really <laughs> oh. bad tone for That's my not skin. A good, yeah. I'd, like that just makes me match. look like I am just about to Sick. be poured into a grave. <laughs> and because <laughs> it and might then be as skin. I was walking by, and I think I had like a date that night, and I was wearing like like a cute dress and and like high heels and stuff. And I was like, it's gonna be so nice to have like pretty feet. Uh, and as I walked by, I realized she had meant the place three doors down. I'd never noticed before that was really fancy inside. Oh, <laughs> so no. I was walking by with my hobo's pedicure. <laughs> Man. Did you get them to file it off and give you a... Yeah, just I grind just, it down. Please. And I'm not a person that likes to have stuff like that done. So like, I get it's more rare. anxious yeah. about it same. than yeah. anything else. I like the end result, but getting through it... It's the same with getting my hair done every month. Like It's just torture yeah. because I hate sitting there and I wish I could, staring like, at myself. Take a forget-me-now pill and like <laughs> wake up at the end of it and be like, oh, great, here's you know 60 bucks or whatever. Yeah. There is a chain around, at least in my neighborhood, um, but there's a bunch of them called Big Feet. <laughs> what? No, trust me, you'll see it now. And it's it's an Asian-run place that does like foot massage and pedicures, but it's just called Big Feet. Really? Um. Yeah. There's what neighborhood do you live in? Uh, I live Joyce Collingwood, but there's a lot of like I've seen them all across the East Side and into the suburbs and stuff. Big Feet. Yeah. I I'm not endorsing them. I haven't gone into <laughs> a. You're the spokesperson. Come I just on. feel I. I feel like I, that I name is great. I just don't want to inflict my feet on anybody. Like, oh, me I neither. Yeah, I don't think anyone should have to work with feet unless, like, they really want to. I think you should also really take good care of your feet, though. Sure, yeah, because it's one of those but things that really breaks down. <laughs> yeah, like I think I've got a whole like theory about how people should care for their feet, which we can save it for after the podcast. I look if forward to this. Yeah, special foot chat. We'll still record it, but it'll just be a personal recording for the three of us. <laughs> yeah, we'll send it to his mailbox. On <laughs> yeah, get at me. There will be a foot point. Get at me. <laughs> it'll be behind a paywall. If everybody wants to throw in an extra two ninety nine. So, Brad, this is going great. Get at us with some more retail nightmares. <laughs> so, I used to work as a video store clerk at our favorite. Blockbuster. Ooh. Now, uh, you thought it was old when we were talking about fax machines. Mm-hmm. I got out of the business before I ever rented a DVD. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, this was a while ago. I worked there. When I for, when I dropped out of Carleton, I worked at uh, the Blockbuster in Ottawa for a year. And then when I came out here, I was, you know, in between terms at, at college. I went back and worked at the one at 16th and Oak. It's right near Falafeli Good. Sure. It's... Terrible name for a business. <laughs> Such a great name for a business. <laughs> no, you don't put the word awful. But it isn't that the word is falafel. I know, but it's like falafelly <laughs> good. But it still has awful, and also it's pretty mediocre falafel. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's good. It's not falafelly great. Yeah, it's not falafelly <laughs> spectacular. Falafel. It. Fa- <laughs> you love it. I do. Everything in that whole little little area. The upholstery shop looks fascinating. Yeah, I know. I want to get that I chair. would love to get something reupholstered. Yeah. I feel like, like that's like a real like... It's a lot easier to do than you think. Yeah. Yourself? It's just a staple gun. That's you, all you need to do. Is, will, you, will you do well, this that, chair for that's me? That's a little big. Ryan, if you're listening to the podcast, do you remember when you chased me with a staple gun? No? Well, Brad, I'll let you know that oh, my older not. brothers asked uh, chase me with a staple gun, so I can't be around them. Okay, they're also very scary. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've I've never really used one, but I my have brother one. did also chase me with one. He's got a thing with the uh, firearms, <laughs> scaring you <laughs> with weapons. He was a bored older brother. Yeah, yeah and but- I had a lazy left eye. I don't know. I mean. It's from really the staple gun. <laughs> no, he's from stuck in one too, position for too years. hard. <laughs> oh, scary. Anyway, yeah, that whole intersection is a bizarre 
dead zone. It's funny that you had mentioned that corner because one of the stories, and this is 100% us being jerks, <laughs> but when I worked there, we used to have to do inventory tw- twice a month. That's not bad. One of rental Caddyshack. stock. Caddyshack too. Yes. Guys, is that another Caddyshack? <laughs> Done. Uh, yeah, no, we would have to go in and the rental one wasn't too bad because you just had to scan every movie once to confirm what was actually still there. Oh, that sounds great. But the the sell-through one where you had to count everything that was for sale. And it's been a while since we've had video stores, but Blockbuster was known for minutia. Like they had every little stupid movie tchotchke you could possibly have oh, yeah and just and some of it would be on clearance and some of it but you had to scan all of them and it would usually take until about four in the morning because you couldn't what? start until the store closed at Ugh. midnight so we're in that store and the one nice thing or nice thing you're, you're still in a video store at 2 a.m <laughs> but they were pretty strict on what you could play as far as movies or music. And this was the one time we could play whatever music you wanted. You could put on Delirious. It doesn't really matter. So we're playing whatever ridiculous music that we thought was amazing in 98. And laughing and enjoying ourselves. And I couldn't pick this guy out of a crowd of one. I do not know what his face looks like. <laughs> but I remember his t-shirt so perfectly because it was a... A silhouette of Batman with just lightning in the back. That <laughs> people who know the shirt know know what I'm talking about. <laughs> but I'm gonna put this at like three thirty or four o'clock. We're all chatting. We're being jovial, and his fist comes slamming on our glass window. Of just <laughs> and like, what, what's going? On? Your music is playing outside <laughs> so this guy lived like by the pool hall and is just letting, listening to a wednesday night dance party at blockbuster of a bunch of just idiot kids of like yeah you're you have every right to be angry at me i have was he from the building across the street he may have been from the building at canby so i have no idea across the street it was the speakers for inside but then i guess for the, all those times we have street parties at blockbuster <laughs> They had hooked up speakers that, you know, you could listen to stuff as you walked up. Just movie trailers. Yeah. In a world where. Well, at that point, it would have been. (laughs) In a world where the the speakers were on the inside of the building for the first time. One (laughs) man. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. No. At that point, we would have had speakers so you could watch fake entertainment tonight. Yeah. Yeah. We ruined that guy's night a lot. Well, I bet I bet he lived in the building across the street, which because I have been driving past that intersection since I was going to grade one. So a long time. I think it's the same people who live in that building because it's the people with the um, tinfoil on their windows. Oh, might have been. Yeah. Didn't seem like a tinfoily guy. At least what his T-shirt that, didn't seem tinfoily. What does that look like from the inside? Dark. Like you're a baked potato? Like is I, I is it role play? What is, like does it keep the heat in or out? Well, I mean, if I, I get to choose, I'm going to choose baked potato or role play. <laughs> Always okay. The One only, choice. The only people I know who baked potato or role play <laughs> or role play as baked potato. That's when you decided you weren't going to go to acting school. <laughs> if I told you why I decided not to go to acting school, you'd lose your mind. I'm willing to lose it. Okay, so I went to my acting school. I uh, auditioned for the Dome. It was the acting, the theater school um, for Dawson College in Montreal. And I had never really acted before. And I was too afraid to tell my mom that I was auditioning. My parents had just gotten divorced. And it was, so my mom was suddenly a single parent. And I knew she wouldn't approve of it. So I didn't tell her about the auditions. And I prepared a monologue. We had to prepare a modern monologue and a Shakespearean monologue. Holy fuck. So the modern monologue went really well. I chose a piece about, I chose a piece from a play that was really beautiful, thoughtful piece about being infertile. And I did great. And then the Shakespeare one, (laughs) not so great. So I got a callback to go. Do you remember what Shakespeare one you did? It was, I would if you give me, I will remember, but I can't. Were you referring to a man named Romeo? I was Puck. Okay, so Midsummer Night's Dream. Midsummer Night's Dream. And I didn't do that great. Um, But I got a call back. 
they were like, we like you, but we're not sure. <laughs> and in between that time, I told my mom about it. And she's like, that's crazy. And I really lacked confidence. And I'd also seen a list of people <laughs> that would go were in the class. And there was another person named Alicia. And I was like, well, there can't be two Alicias <laughs> in the theater class. That's one of their thoughts. And another one was a, a really nice girl I went to high school with, but I didn't know her at all. And I was like, well, I don't want to go to school. I went to high school with going and so i never went back to the, to the second part monologue didn't go well that's how you delivered it <laughs> probably i had no experience <laughs> and so like i did oh it's kind of like a, i'm kind of good at some stuff thing like the 50 percent right brain 50 percent left brain is true I'm only sort of good at a bunch of stuff uh so yeah and then i ended up kind of just drifting for quite a while and then i started doing comedy and also I realized that like it was a very close-knit – I had many friends that had already been in the program or in the program, but a year ahead, that I don't like being around people a lot. And I'm not as collaborative and cooperative as, as m- many more skilled people are than I am. I'm not good at group stuff. You would have been the mysterious, Yeah, moody. well, I get to always be like – I've. If I had done that, I probably would have been really good at acting. <laughs> As a theater school graduate, let me tell you, it doesn't really matter. And it took me a long time after theater school. To, oh, actually, I am okay at this. It's it's a real break. Is that what you did at Langara? Yeah. Oh, Studio 54. E54 is the disco. 58. 58. Well, <laughs> you add four, you minus four. One there has more cocaine than the other. Yeah, yeah. one's more get cracking. Exactly. No, yeah, I, I. That's why I came out here. I flew. I actually flew out with my roommate at the time. We both auditioned, and only one of us got in. That was a rough couple days. But it house. wasn't you, so you killed your roommate. Yes, <laughs> and you top skin. of the list. My name is actually Sebastian, <laughs> but I've been Brad for all these years. <laughs> Sebastian. Don Draker did. Should we Pebble of the week? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pebble of the week. You got a puppo? Can be um, violet. I mean, it basically has to. Be yeah, violet. I have a dog. We we now she will now acknowledge cute dogs. Uh, she Aww. she's insists on sleeping in our bed right now, which is driving me insane. Violet we don't have a big bed. Yeah, or so, you a dog? Insists. Yeah, no. I put I'd let a dog sleep in there. Dog but not your kick. how your daughter's five, five and five sixth. <laughs> we did the math. <laughs> um yeah so she wanted a pet and i debated a dog a lot but it's just it, the only thing that's stopping us is if we were living somewhere where i was confident that we were going to be living there for a while i would think about it but it's as i'm sure you have probably thought of moving with a pet is a can be a real challenge yeah i don't know what will happen yeah if and when my apartment becomes... Are you the live-out-of-a-van type? Do you think you could do that? What do you think, Brad? I'm guessing no. She mm-hmm. seems real earthy and woodsy. <laughs> she can recognize Those the are the candle that smells that I buy. <laughs> the candles I like are earthy and woodsy. Yeah, that's true. Oh, that candle you got me smells so good. Thanks. Sage and lavender. There's a mastiff in my neighborhood who I'm very much in love with. Ooh. And you know what? I have read that the bigger the dog, the smaller the apartment. It's fine. Yeah. But of course, of if you do have a seven pound, a 70 pound dog or a seven foot dog, like a mastiff when it's yeah. up on its hind legs, that's a lot of space in a 500 square foot condo. Mm-hmm. I'm finding Hank is, Hank is a very small dog yeah. and he will be a small dog and people keep saying, oh, he's smaller than I thought, but he is such a great size and he's really like, he's fast and he's fun and he's playful and it's really easy to just have him in a 500 square foot apartment. Yeah, yeah he's like a fluffy football. You can just tuck him under your arm. Yeah. It's we just perfect. did that today. We bumped into our friend Graham and he was decided he was done walking and I just picked him up and he loves being picked up. It is a lot like having a kid. You're right. It's not at <laughs> all like having a kid. And I feel so bad when people compare it because I think they're both really difficult and and of course i choose to vaccinate my dog <laughs> and I don't care what robert de niro says when did that happen when did he become the spokesperson for of anti anything yeah. he's an excellent actor i don't know anything about him personally and that's fine now i i feel like i had to go through nutrition school and avoid vaccine conversations but now it's just uh, being shoved down your throat well, it's also a chance to make some cash. 
<laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> let's let's do it. Let's prove him the let's benefits. Prove him right. Yeah. Uh, well, the proof is in that the That would pudding. be a great documentary, proving them right and trying to get the money out of them. Proving De Niro is a washed up, batty old man. I don't know that he's washed up. He's still, I bet there's another Oscar in him somewhere. Oof, I think I that, the, that we just know too much about people, period. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. And I think actors, it's like Tom Cruise. Good actor. He's fun. He's a fun actor. <laughs> but his religious choices uh, scare me. Yeah. And the more I find out about them, the scarier, the more nightmare inducing they are. Yeah. But we were doing Puppet of the Week. Yeah. <laughs> we are real yeah. <laughs> sidetrack. So I'd say that Mastiff is one. Do you know that dog's name? I don't. Mastiff. Yeah. Masty. Violet described him accurately. He looks like the type of dog you want to wrestle. Oh. I mean, she's right. Like, that's all I want to do with dogs like that. It's just like. Have that fun, playful, where you're not nipping so at each gentle, other. You're yeah. just like, everybody's pushing everybody. Yeah. I love that with a big you dog. You love big dogs, yeah. Uh, my puppo is um, the woman who came up to me after the show that we played on Saturday. Um, I wanted to go to that show for that lineup. It was too yeah, old for that. It was fun. It was good. My knees. <laughs> my yeah. knees. You turn there into that woman. that has comfortable seating in the back? Is there, I don't it is. Look at your face. Do you yeah. guys have food here? They do. They've got hard-boiled eggs or pickled eggs. I've never had one. Um, I feel like I'd really like them. They imagine what I think like a beluga's skin is like yeah. texture-wise. Anyway, um, as soon as we finished playing the show, there was a woman who was sitting sort of off to the side right in front. She came up and talked to me. And I, like, as soon as I finish a show, I'm sort of, like, delirious. Sweat. It was so hot up there. I play guitar for the last song, and I'm always like, why am I playing a guitar? I don't know how to play guitar. Someone just throw it to you, and then you start playing. <laughs> yeah, and I like, just, like, I do. Why do. I have this in my pocket the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> That's so awkward. Um, anyway, she came up to me, and she, I think... She's maybe a little bit drunk and she she was a fan of the podcast and she said that she would do the same thing that I would do with a uh, a container of sour cream. She's like <laughs> I she's like, I just want you to know that I would put my hand in a container of sour cream too. Do it. And I was like, Yeah, I like this lady. I'm so sorry. She told me her name, but I can't remember it. I remember it was a cool name. And then she was trying to tell me something and I couldn't understand what she was saying. And we were both sort of like, what? I don't know. But I just wanted to tell her that today I was making tacos and um, I I had the big container of sour cream, which I've stopped myself. Like, I don't allow myself to get that anymore. But the store was all sold out of the small container. So I was like, well, I'm going to use this much anyway. So I'd only used about a couple tablespoons worth of it. But I'd had it for a while. I'm being really good with sour cream. No one is judging you. No. Well, that's a normal amount. Um, And but so, you know how sometimes dairy products, it was a bit of like liquid runoff on the top. So I went to pour that out, which I'm used to doing with. Oh, my no. yogurt and so the entire container of sour cream fell out <laughs> into my sink but it was so firm it wasn't the shitty kind that's all runny it was so firm that i just Did put it right back <laughs> yeah I put it right back into the container flipped it over but i got to hold a whole container of sour cream in my hand so <laughs> that's the new putting my fist in a container of sour cream can so. you describe the sound of the sour cream fart when it finally <laughs> slid down and then the <laughs> comes up from the pressure? Why don't you just stir that? No, because I like it to be more firm. I okay. don't like to stir it back in. I don't want it to be runny. Rules. Yeah, I got rules. Uh, I guess that's the, the way the way that comes yeah. off versus the curd. Anyway, uh, that that anyway. woman is my papo and sour cream is my papo. <laughs> um you're both my papos. Thanks for coming to the show. Who's your papo? Did I talk about my favorite pho restaurant in Montreal in the last episode? I don't think so. My papo is uh, Restaurant Cali. Um, it's on Saint Laurent Boulevard in Montreal. They've recently renovated sometime in the past couple of years when I wasn't there. And I've been eating there since I was 20. So 21 years of extremely good uh, they have a faga, which is, uh, they make it with a lemongrass chicken, which mm-hmm. some places do out here too. But I love that place so much. And I love Montreal. And I'm going to make mm, Fuck Alley my f- favorite place, Papo <laughs> of the Week. I love it there. 
But then also I walked to an IGA and I got a salted caramel and maple pecan ice cream that was made from a local place. Which one? It's from Montreal. You can't get it here. Oh, man. And I ate the whole container in my hotel bed. <laughs> that sounds fucking great. I am really like ready to settle down. With this, like a man that likes stuff like that. Very much just with the ice cream. Yeah, and ice cream like, and, and a small uh, hyperactive dog. Well, he won't be hyperactive. Two years. For that long. Two years yeah. for that, probably. So his papa was Montreal and and good soups. Are you wearing your your Montreal shirt right now? I wore this to the to Kelly, too. I wore my Montreal bagel shirt. Oh, it's my favorite which t-shirt. One, which one is it? It's, it's the same beard or bagel. Yeah, I'm, I am familiar. Best we, bagels. It's a good we, well, Fairmount's really good, too. We got uh, bagels at saint Viateur one time, and we're heading out of town. And as we crossed, there was a bunch of Hasidic uh, daycare kids in full garb, holding hands and crossing the street. And my wife actively screamed at me, you cannot take a picture. Because <laughs> it was just, like, the best visual ever. And I, she's right. Yeah. But, man. Yeah, how would you feel if some tourist took a picture of your kid just because she's being cute? Constantly, really? We that's creepy. She used to have a uh, a sweater, a zip up sweater that had like the the hood was like a dog head. It was like a purple dog head. So nice. yeah, it's three year old and a dog head. It's adorable. Yeah, and I will usually carry her if it gets too like, if it gets too long. In the same way you and Hank have a relationship, but with us, it's, <laughs> it's my parents and child, and well, mine is a dog that. My friend Bob. No, I was going to say the main difference is uh, we do it up, up shoulders. Oh, uh, yeah. Hank likes underarm, but he'll also hang off shoulder. Sure. Yeah. But it's he just, it, I, I prefer that. it because it's balanced. I, I hate having things on one side or the other. Not parents. Classic yes. dad. And I was in the elevator of our condo and there's a woman behind us and she snuck in the elevator and I'm looking at her like what she's about to post online and I'm like... Sure looks like my kid's sweater <laughs> and me. And I get it logically, like from a distance, that's a hilarious silhouette. Yeah. Like a ten foot creature with little tiny ears and stuff, but wait till I'm out of eyesight before Don't you take post pictures it. of people and post them on social media unless they're wearing sports sandals and you can't see their face. <laughs> yeah, unless they blurred out their face. Yeah, I don't know about that. You shouldn't take a picture of a child. No. It was a back. I don't know. I don't know. If I have asked, may I have a picture of your child? <laughs> and they're like, we've got a signed headshot right here. Here's a model release. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I've never had that urge to take a picture of a child, I don't think. Mm, children are, yeah. I think they they shouldn't be taking pictures of unless there's Because it steals their them. soul. Unless yeah. you want a lot of Instagram likes, and then you should. But other than that, no. Yeah. Mm, no, I like to have a super edgy, exclusive, like super rare, avant-garde Instagram. Then it just post a uh, Star Trek screen crap. So you want your, craps? your Instagram craps. get cracking? You know, celebrated after your death when we realize yeah. your genius. Yeah. I yeah. That. Yeah. When people finally realize that Star Trek death, was get at me. Where it's at? Oh, please. <laughs> HMU death. <laughs> people i'm gonna die one day and someone's gonna listen to this and cry and cry because they'll be like death did h h u yeah hit her up if you just break that down to initials it spells h mud h mud yeah all right <laughs> this has been retail namers podcast uh brad people want to <laughs> find you online i'm usually the brad mcneil so on twitter and stuff like that and Facebook, you can find me at the Brad McNeil, and that's M A C N E I L. If people want to see you at a show, or any shows you regularly do, I do a lot of shows at Havana through Instant Theater. Okay. Who you can also take improv classes with me if you really like sarcasm. And I also not really. No, then don't. Oh, wait, <laughs> not a fan. You're, <laughs> you're already beyond me. Uh, I also do the Hero <laughs> Show and Weird Al Karaoke and Rap Battles and all those nonsense shows. That Weird Al Karaoke is my favorite show to go watch. Sure, like so sweet. One of my favorites. Yeah, it's like basically what we do all day, all the time. It's like yeah. basic instinct making, <laughs> making up alternate lyrics to songs to ah! just be about pee and poo. Yeah, my... wanna pee like a trampoline. <laughs> oh wait, on a trampoline. 
What song is that? That is uh, Chandelier by Sia. Oh. Redone is Trampoline. I want to be on a trampoline. Yeah. So out of the loop. Uh, I just changed the lyrics to, I mean, there are no lyrics, I guess, but I make up lyrics <laughs> to all the Star Trek theme songs sure. to be about peeing and pooing. Um, I pee- am going to pee. No, it's more like, uh, well, <laughs> that was I right. am going to a pee. <laughs> Oh, and yeah. also a poo <laughs> and baby some diarrhea. That's pretty good. We did um, the Voyager one is Space Butthole. Space Butthole, it's the nicest place to go in the universe. <laughs> the multiverse, the megaplex of space. And then uh, uh, Deep Space Nine was pee into poo. <laughs> That's what I do. <laughs> Poo into pee, that's where I'm free. <laughs> anyway, it goes on and on. Uh, that's what my my home life is like. Guys, you just saw a little magic window. I can sneak you onto Thank the you. show for Saturday if you really want to get <laughs> no, some no. of these stuff. That, I just, not in front of a crowd. I'm fine. Podcast, fine. Crowd, no. Also. No thanks. Also, Jay, you can Beep edit boop. that out if you want. Or, ooh, even better, like, do some harmonies on it. <laughs> Jake, you have to also edit the thing I said to edit out. You can't just edit out the thing Jessica wants you to edit out. Also, add as much reverb as you want. Yeah. Um, echo, slap back, do it all. Get cracking. Put, uh, flange this. Uh, phase that. Yeah. Uh, and, and HMU. <laughs> HMU for death. Well, thank you for being our guest. Hey, this is a real pleasure. Thank you so much. It's thank been you so extremely much. illuminating. Well, everything is illuminated. Yeah, that's what that book is about. <laughs> yeah, I read that book while I was working at the chat line, so we all oh, come full circle. Whoa! Yeah. my mind is blown. Blowing it, so blowing it, my butt. So, if follow Brad McNeil, take improv classes with him. Um, go to theater school. Go to the theater school. Unless someone has the same has name, the same as, name you. as you or someone you went to high school with. Then don't. Then don't. Then just don't. You'll wind uh, up with a puppy eventually. Yeah. <laughs> if I've learned anything. This has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. You can have a good sleep. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>